0: Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name is Ali Hart, and you're listening to How to Build a Creative Business in a Noisy World. We all know what it's like, it's not easy. And you are fortunate enough to have stumbled across my podcast, or maybe you're a regular listener. It's very easy to subscribe if you'd like to follow along. But you're now listening to my series, which follows different creatives. Um, all different paths from photographers to illustrators to weavers to jewellery makers sharing their story and inspiring you. So enjoy and thank you for listening. you got to draw a big picture from your So today I am with my friend Ashling, who is, can you explain how to say as well? Because sometimes I get mixed up with how to say Studio Idar.
1: Yeah, it's Studio either. Um, It's, yeah, an Irish word for in between.
0: Beautiful. So today I'm with, which well, also happens to be my friend as well. So um, we're trying to keep a straight face while we record. But I'm in another one of my um, interviews with just really spotlighting creatives who have managed to Um. really work from the ground up. So it is lovely to be here today. Lovely to have you here, Ali. Yeah, so we're currently in this space, which is on the Newton Arge Road, and this is where you bring your clients to, is that right? Yep,
1: sometimes. A lot of the time we go to them, but
0: Yeah. yeah. So Ashling is an architect and um, she has a team as well that we can talk about in a minute or two, but just to begin with, so the way that we, we go through this is basically a little bit about you and the brand or the company or what you do, um, and then through a little bit of personal if you want to, business, how you got to where you are, and then like a book that you're reading and a quote. So very conversational, so you'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> So in a couple of sentences, can you explain to me about Studio Eder?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, Well, it's a limited company. It's an architecture practice. Mm -hmm. We have been running for about two and a half years now. Before that, I was a sole practitioner, but sort of branded it and launched it as Studio Eder a year and a half ago, two and a half years ago, sorry. Um, and we do a range of work. A lot of it is residential, doing new houses, yeah. extensions, and also some work on commercial projects like offices, gyms, and uh, currently working on an edible forest homestead, which we're very excited
0: about. Wow, that's yeah. great. Um, and at the minute you have, are there two of you on the team? So you are. Yes. can you explain to me a bit about that, like the growth of that? Has that happened naturally? or?
1: Yeah, so there is me and... Uh, as director, and one colleague, employee, Katie, yeah. who is a trainee architect, will do her part three exams to qualify as an architect next year. Cool,
0: yeah, because that's, so with me, I have Gemma that works for me, but she's like a virtual assistant PA, whereas for you, it is about someone who is like, well, so that will be like me employing another artist, essentially, or someone coming through who's like a, a student type thing? Yes,
1: yeah, and actually talk quite often about who the next recruit will be. Will be, yeah. and that's a bit of a debate about whether that might be somebody in more of a office management okay. role who could help with filing and invoicing and... Administrative things. Yeah, because that's what it. I
0: find. Yeah, because I'm um, actually Susan Gillespie. I don't know if you know Susan Gillespie. She's um she works. She's Gillespie Oren Gillespie, and uh, they're interior, interior designers. designers <laughs> um, and it was just really cool to hear about it because there's like about four or five of them now in a team, and how it's actually so valuable to have that input from different. You know, like whenever you're looking at a project, having someone else's input. It's also the
1: amount of um, you know, absolutely, yeah. To have a having additional creative input is brilliant and Katie and I are always bouncing ideas off each other even before you come in here about some visuals she's working on and two heads are definitely better than one in, in architecture anyway in terms of creativity and similarly with clients you know the ideas that you get from clients and how you respond to those we just love collaborating. Yeah. Um but all but the advantage of having somebody like you have that an assistant in that kind of role I suppose is that, that they can free you up a lot of the bandwidth that's taken up in running yeah. a business that isn't the creative side of it. It's just the books. Totally, and, uh, and that's
0: the thing I think because we have been friends from I people who listen regularly will know I went to Ballon Hitch High School and then did my A-Levels and Friends where I was lucky enough. We were joking that it's a bit like we're sitting across from each other in um, A-Level in art A-level class, art, yeah. all those giggling um, times. And
1: my fondest school memories, uh, those pre-study were. in art. Classes. I think there was a
0: good line I put in my yearbook about, um, the only thing I want to hear is the sweat dripping from your brows. Mr. <laughs> Warren. Mr. Waring. <laughs> teacher said so that's how productive we were in class but um I think the beauty of like us so we've we've grown together in that like I would say about you and I know that like compliments are something that I'm sure your eyes will roll um but I was thinking about it like a silent uh, go-getter I would say about you like there's no like fuss or bells ringing but you just get stuff done like things right from I remember you did a marathon yeah, well, yeah never right <laughs> exactly but you did it and then just traveling as well so having known you and then just things like you know us all being an ACL together like a girl's trip and like through to now we mm-hmm. have you have two, two, two children mm-hmm. and I have my three boys so our, our your second and my third born I think even just like those phone calls were like I haven't spoken to you in ages I'm pregnant and you're like so am I. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's about three days between them. Yep. Yep. So I think watching that and then also with business, like we really have like kind of grafted, you know, like to get to where we are. So it's very cool for me to sit in here today. Can you tell me a little bit about your studying and different ways? Because you just finished a PhD, didn't
1: you? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Just finished PhD, which took me seven <laughs> long years and a couple of babies along the way and starting a business in the middle of all yeah. that. Seems kind of nuts now. It does, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I always knew I wanted to be an architect. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, though, love A-level art, and therefore went and did an art foundation course year of art college before starting architecture. architecture. Um, and, yeah, I've always kind of, I suppose, had... There's a, there's people... There's lots of different specialisms in architecture, people who are more mathematically minded, or okay. more technically minded, more artistic, and I suppose I've always felt... I've always been a more a creative okay. type of architect, coming from an art perspective with it, yeah. I think. Um,
0: Where did you study? what the do? Foundation at the same time?
1: Yes, but, but I was, I was in us. Manchester. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I studied in Aberdeen and worked in New Zealand for a year, yeah. and then did my master's in Cardiff, work okay. at... In London for a year and.
0: What were you doing in New Zealand? Because I saw you, that was the year I got married. We met up in New Zealand, met we yes. Hiked, uh, well, we yeah, walked up Michael's up my family. family.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I was working in a practice in Christchurch. Ah, right. okay. Year, yeah, but I think I'd flown up. No, yeah, I flew up to the. Did I fly up to the North Island to meet up with you? I don't know. I, but I saw you in the North Island. I think anyway. like 14 years ago? Yeah, yeah, That's a crazy. long time ago. Um. So yeah. that was,
0: it's basically been this murmur of arc like it's been building and building and then PhD, you had a gap obviously and then went back to do your PhD, did
1: you? I wanted to move back to Belfast after being away for nine or ten years mm-hmm. and came back, did an internship with PLACE okay. uh, and uh, well, there weren't really jobs, it was 2010 recession yeah. And so ended up moving to Edinburgh where I had a brilliant couple of years working for a lovely practice, Michael Laird Architects, over there. Uh, But at the same time, I got into a pretty serious relationship with somebody back in Northern Ireland. And um, then I I considered a PhD, really, from the time of my master's. And it was on the cards. And an opportunity came up back in Belfast at the same time as all the part twos, which is the stage I was at, were being considered for redundancy in the practice i was in so it all kind of just i ended up back in belfast that way so yeah i was a full time phd student for three years um but always doing project for a friend or myself or you know keeping a bit of a toe in the water of architecture as well and from that it just grew i became a sole practitioner and do increasing projects and actually the first project that came in That wasn't somebody I knew or a friend of a friend. Mm -hmm. uh, was when Meredith, my littlest, was about six weeks old. I remember going to meet the prospective client with her in the sling. Luckily, she was a retired obstetrician, so she was yeah, she was lovely with her and very much (laughs) welcomed it. Um and it's kind of just grown from there a few other jobs came in and it's yeah. gathered momentum here, I remember
0: yeah. when Abraham so obviously a very similar time he was six days old and I was just like wrapping orders um, it was like that very weird thing of the show must grow on you know like it yeah. has to keep going so tell me about family life then um, You're so, married to Stephen.
1: Married to Stephen, who's a a servant, and we have two kids, Finian and Meredith, who are five and three,
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and we live a block away from where we are here in the office, so very Great. very local lifestyle, I think, because I grew up in the country, which is lovely, mm-hmm. uh, but I spent a lot of time in cars being driven to and well, from school. Well, that's
0: true, because I was talking to my boys about LIG. Well, he's only 10, but he keeps asking about driving and cars, and... I was saying like, you know, I failed my tests first time, but I me had too. to get it because like Same. we were the only I, I test booked, booked
1: in for my my dad had me booked in for driving lessons <laughs> every day for two weeks after I turned seventeen I and had the test booked for three weeks after my yeah. birthday, which I completely panicked about and yeah. didn't do but I did pass. I think mine pass was
0: eight weeks or yeah, crazy. Second months. time me as well. It passed
1: second time which was five months after I turned yeah. 17. Parents in the country desperate to stop doing same. lifts for teenage yeah, kids. Yeah mine
0: was exactly the same with mum and I remember so I think it was Lisa out of our year for Lisa and then because you I was also thinking about this um well in terms of there was always good parties at your house. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was thinking about that and thinking about school you always look back so far like so, do you think um, architecture, creativity was in your like life growing up? Like Tell me about the house that you grew up in. Um.
1: Yeah, there's no... Yeah, it's funny that my, my parents aren't typically creative. There are mm-hmm. no architects in my bloodline. Um, but I was always really interested in houses. I grew okay. up in a very old listed thatched cottage. Yeah. Um, Biggest spiders ever. Massive spiders. <laughs> yep. Um, and, like, really charming. So really beautiful. impractical in lots yeah. of ways, but it was all I knew. Little tiny rooms um, making use of small spaces mm-hmm. uh, and... Yeah, so I, I still have a real love of old buildings and a real curiosity about different houses and different ways of living. Yeah. Um and I was really lucky to do an extension, very contrasting but hopefully complimentary extension to that house. Yeah. Uh, which I was looking at the photograph as which well. Which I am looking at the photo of yeah, over your shoulder, just behind. I was gonna say. Which well, was a really fun day. Well, that was a
0: beautiful day. Um, and okay. so the way that the extension works, so the um I guess you see style as well in people, right? And um, like, do you think that that is a true reflection of your style? Can you explain what it's happening there? Because there's a lot of glass, which is bad. Yep.
1: Yeah, so there's this uh, very probably quintessential little Irish vernacular listed cottage with its pitched thatch roof. Yeah. And it's quite hard to think about a way to do an addition to that in a sensitive way. So, what we did was create what I did was designed a. Um, Another form behind it that sort of mirrored it with the same pitch form and two glazed links connecting the two doors at the back of the cottage into the new space Uh, and it's made almost entirely of glass with an oak frame Uh and timber cladding, timber shingle roof so all of the oak and and cedar in the roof are untreated so they have weathered to grey over the years in the same way that the thatch has so they're kind of all... um, natural materials hopefully. and do
0: you feel like that was do you look at that as a time when you could like were there nerves involved in that or did you feel quite free were like your parents oh
1: it was a massive learning curve okay. and I would say it's challenging having you're a wonderful privilege to have your parents be <laughs> your clients and trust you with that job and you're not even fully qualified as an architect I'm yeah. still studying uh, but also challenging you know yeah, because so every
0: just fight with, I fight with my mum like
1: you regress to your childhood self yes. and it means that every family gathering ends up becoming a discussion about the project so okay. it's quite totalising um, but the beauty of doing that project was it was as well apart from my studies and my or my job as yeah the different as the years went on um it was the only one that I was thinking about creatively so there's Brilliant. a lot I could take up before I had kids or anything like that you could be think you could obsess over it in yeah. a way that I sometimes miss the ability to do to do it
0: yes and that's the way I would say with with me and this this is a recurring theme with um every creative that I've like from the ceramicist to the photographers like you still because it's a business like you have to do the the jobs that uh, maybe don't absolutely set you on fire but that they still they still you still learn from them and they still have an income because you have to keep a business afloat um do you, do yeah. you, it feels like that house your extension there as well like it kind of put you on the map in terms of again you're probably going to be very shy about this but like a like featuring in magazines and different, like there was just this like subtle thread came from that can you there were
1: yeah. the featured in magazines and, uh, is there not an award as well around it no well no it was um, yeah it, the Oak Framing Company which sadly doesn't uh, isn't open anymore uh-huh. they submitted it to be published in Self Build Magazine That's right. which right and then the guy who did the landscaping Noel Sweeney had it featured his landscaping with the house in it featured yeah. in um, Living Design Northern Irish Journal so it, it appeared really? in some journals Oh, and it was an RTA Home of the Year. Thank you. Of course, right. that was the one I forgot what that was about. <laughs> I Sorry, there was something. But that it's did. that thing of
0: um, like, just and they don't define you necessarily. But isn't it? I think it's nice to that we lift. Sometimes that someone's like, seen your stuff or like something is yeah. triggered. There's been a
1: yeah, it did bring it did that conversation did around bring quite a lot of you know, hits to the. Like as the time at the time it was yeah. a wordpress blog that i had about my work and my research and things and it also bought a few inquiries about yeah. you know from prospective clients and yeah people still see it mm-hmm. so yeah um definitely that one photo you took which is the first photo on the website which is the one i'm looking up behind okay. you right now is what i would definitely my favorite photo of any project i've done partly because of the project ah. and because of your talent is a player. Okay. Um, I know I
0: miss it whenever you see that, but also the light that day was there's just lovely filters through. Yeah. Um really nice. so tell me then about business for you. Is it so it was very similar with Meredith and Abraham, us building it feels like momentum has built as they've gotten older and, and then our boys our boys our kids were in the same Daycare as well, yeah. remember for a while, and um, and the spinning of plates and plates crashing or whatever. Do you hurtling <laughs> past each other? At, uh, it felt Justin's like we couldn't even get a coffee yeah. date. Um, and do you uh, find like business then, a lot with its word of mouth with you or like if there's any architects like students listening to this now like obviously. Uh, going with the baby in the sling just to try and like suss things out. Like sometimes you just have to gotta to do what you gotta do. Is there anything in particular that you would say draws people
1: um, to inquire? I think I think word of mouth is definitely a big contributor. A lot mm-hmm. of our leads inquiries that come in tend to be people who know somebody who've had a job done by us. But in terms of getting on the map or getting a first project, I was just uh, it really helps to do something to, you know just start yeah. by making something if you don't have as plenty of as don't you know if you can't do your own project yeah. uh, even if you do something really small like an internal reconfiguration yeah. or design a piece of furniture just do something and yeah. get it out there uh, it's easier and easier to do that now with social media and yeah. you know Instagram and things just put out whatever creative yeah. Things you're working on. Yeah, and
0: I would always say it as well, like just put pencil to paper, just make, just make. So obviously it's very similar. Um, and on the note of social media, uh, your favourite thing, I'm sure, uh, putting yourself out there. I don't but, love
1: social media. Yeah,
0: but do you have a bit of a well? You, not none of us really do, but it definitely is a tool. Isn't yes. It? And I think I remember. Oh, I remember this conversation one time with someone who's much more social media savvy and it's a kind of sad place sometimes I think to be when it's all, the be all and end all saying, oh, there's some...
1: Excuse the sirens.
0: Yeah. yeah. um, Someone saying, you know, your first nine squares are your most... Important, you know the first nine squares. Oh, are they? Better yeah, go check right. up my are so, like, right? It's, quite, it's kind of just <laughs> gobsmacking because they'll be like, "You need to clean up your first nine squares." Right. So that's all true. But um, what I would say is, when I scroll through, there is a very similar. I suppose because I look at it with a creative eye too. Like even there was one of Meredith sitting in a tractor, but just the way that it's framed and different. Um. Ways. Do you? How do you? Do you look at social media and I, and do you plan it or? So I we have
1: we in the practice
0: use an Instagram
1: account um, and it is I found it really I I started Instagram and you needed some social media platform for the practice didn't know much about Instagram but thought it seemed like the right one (laughs) it's image based you can do a bit of writing Um, I I thought that I was doing it because it was a way for clients to find us Mm -hmm. but actually and some have through Instagram but actually what I found is it's a really it's even more valuable for networking with other creatives yes um so building yeah. your building your network mm-hmm. um your community uh, which and on that I note
0: then because that is what i i don't know like it's maybe that silent go-getter and you like you seem to find these things that are happening that i don't even know what they are so what the rsua women in architecture did you start this or is this like sometimes i would you would yeah. say to me i'm going to a meeting in whatever and I, I've never heard of it so how do you, is that through Instagram
1: or what um, is no so the Royal Society of Ulster Architects is like the is the kind of professional body for architects okay um, chartered architects yeah. in Northern Ireland and I joined that a few years ago uh, and it's optional to be a member but I thought it would be good be a member and hadn't been that involved uh, but I go get you know use it for CPD uh, training and things and but in as an aside to that I'd been thinking being in a small practice being a mother and busy juggling other things you can feel quite isolated and as a female architect only 24% of architects in Northern Ireland are female okay Uh, you can often be in the minority when you go to events training events so I'd been thinking that I wanted to establish some sort of community Brilliant. get you know reach out yeah. and that there must be other female architects in the same boat as me and yeah. also with the juggling of of being a parent mm-hmm. and care for other generations with um pr- trying to practice as an architect which typically is more than a full-time job Definitely, you know in the yeah. culture long hours uh so i asked here on fox who's the director of rsua when okay, i was at an event so that's my i was like yeah. i didn't know
0: because it said rsua and i didn't know what that's so when yeah, i yeah so i asked fair. him is
1: there anything i'm looking for something is there anything uh-huh. because i really would like there to be something and he was like no but why don't you chair it and oh, so yeah. it's kind of come from there um it's been really wonderful we've had a launch in june and the first meeting in august and there have been a really good turnout loads of female architects so, saying why have we not done this before <laughs> and sharing you know i like women are Better at being vulnerable than men are, I'd say, yeah. and that's important. And so it's been a really, the first meeting was a really nice space for people to talk about what they hope to get out of the group. And yeah. some of that was people talking about the challenges they face and have faced with sexism, with juggling parenthood, get re entry yeah. to practice after okay. time out to have kids, uh, lots of different things. It's been a, it's Brilliant. like, so far, seems to be shaping And isn't up.
0: it funny as well in that space where you're actually supportive rather than competitive? Like, there's another yes. thing, like, it's come through Susan, we're talking about, and uh, Rebecca, and ceramicist, and how actually being, you know, looking at people as like helping, you're helping one another rather than. Yeah, better together and all that. Together, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. And then there was another. Um, thing that you'd spoken at was that at recently London
1: Festival at? of Architecture okay and, sorry was that it no maybe not recently because we
0: when there's months go by whenever we speak uh, there was something you were doing a presentation at
1: I, I presented a paper at the London Festival of Architecture Amazing. in June okay was a brilliant event really enjoyed it okay. um and what was
0: that what did that involve
1: so it was a the theme of boundaries, and my PhD research is all about boundaries and how to break them down in places like Northern Ireland and Israel and Palestine, so okay. when I saw that was the theme, a friend uh, over in Australia alerted me to the theme, and I had about three days till the call for papers was due in for, right. like for this symposium. So put together like a
0: proposal. Or, yeah, yeah. In the,
1: it was a very short proposal but it, and it was in about a week or two before I submitted my PhD back in February. So it was like frantic, throw something yes. in and forget about it. And the deadline passed by which they were going to let you know if you got selected. So I kind of assumed you that it hadn't. But then they'd just been busy sifting through, I, I don't know. Uh, then they got in touch to say I'd been selected. So it was a wow. bit... Um, fly by night but it was uh, an absolutely brilliantly organised event I heard okay. such fascinating papers from other people researching boundaries in all their many forms in the built environment and okay. architecture and isn't it
0: amazing as well like uh, how uh, doing submissions like that or and you know that I I'd like to do a PhD but yeah. it's like the, the forever talk that I haven't quite got there yet but every time I sit and play with the proposal and do that like it does actually feed into what you're passionate about and and how it's working and how you're making that in your practice. I don't know if it's necessarily.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they can seem quite different, but I see them as very much connected. You know, a yeah. is means in between, and that's because my PhD was all about the liminal, Brilliant. and that creative space in between people, places. This quite often in places like Northern Ireland, barriers and boundaries and peace yeah. walls are seen that well. They are a negative thing, yeah, uh, and a problem, but uh, but also a necessity in some way to keep people apart which is just really sad so my research was looking at you know reframing that as to seeing those spaces where right. two different ideas or people or places come together yeah as spaces radical spaces of opportunity for resistance yeah.
0: and, and it's amazing as well like it runs deeper it's not just an extension of a house or it's not ju- you know like that is, is lovely that you're able to bring all of that language in I guess with everything that you do
1: Yeah, sometimes I think, sometimes, yeah, sometimes better than others, I think. Sometimes I feel like I am just doing an extension for a house, and that's wonderful. Um, But, uh, yeah, sometimes, I don't know, it feels like two worlds, like really hard to transition your head. Maybe you find this when you're doing... Well, just when you're saying, I'm thinking about that, yeah, or thinking about
0: how, I I don't know whether it's just like as we mature as you get more confident as well like uh, when I'm doing commissions you know I'm always overthinking and overthinking every mark but I've tried recently to just do it as if it's my piece but you're kind of doing someone else's tale so you're telling someone else's story so suppose it's just about finding that sweet spot isn't it really? Absolutely So yep. tell me before we finish because I know that um, you have a busy day um, if I so how does it work just because I'm ignorant and don't uh, I'm don't know architecture or how it works so if I'm to contact you what's from the start until the finish if you know what I mean like Um, what's your working process what do you use what materials and
1: so people get in touch with us looking for... Sorry to interrupt,
0: because basically I think what I've learned from you is that it's not just you sketch a wee plan and then you just throw it out, it's like you with boots and hard hats and doing. so that's what I'm asking
1: about. Yeah, that's probably one of the things I love about the uh, being an architect, there are a whole load of different bits to your job, it's okay. really varied, so this morning we're just back from a site visit, being on site, tramping about in the mud, looking okay. at the size of walls and cavities and bits of steel and how's the gutter going to get around it, so you're right down in the dirt talking about... Yeah you know building yeah which is really fun and seeing your two-dimensional drawings and your ideas turn into built form it's really really exciting yeah but um that comes much later in the process if somebody wants if someone gets in touch because they have a project they want to do we have an initial we do an initial one-hour consultation with them normally at their at the place but they can also come in here and do it uh and hear their ideas Make some suggestions right. um, and answer all sorts of people have loads of questions if they've never done it before about how long is it going to take what's it going to cost what yeah. do I need what permissions do I need, uh, so yeah that was sort of initial session after which we write them up a proposal a brief summary by email and they can and all go they do think is go straight it. to the
0: pictures probably no pictures of that it's all <laughs> right, right on, okay please. yeah so let's um, just say what good. we can do um just thinking about my own you know whenever we did it so the you're yeah you're just like shifting yeah me. yeah
1: yeah, that's probably what happens afterwards um, and then yeah, if they wish to proceed with us as architects it, 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 we move on to doing lots of sketching ideas okay. and plans and get a design, get a concept, get a design get it into yeah. planning when you get your planning or if you're in a hurry sometimes before you then have to do the kind of meteor job of actually working out how it's going to be built what okay. materials everything's going to be how you're going to get it heated how you're going believe. to insulate it yeah. how you're going to get your drainage out how what's going to happen if there's a fire and how does everybody escape safely all of those things to get it through the building regulations um which i think then, people don't
0: always appreciate like no I, quite
1: often clients would say that yeah. you know oh, i didn't realize i thought i could just take those planning drawings yeah and get a builder i didn't realize there was all of these totally. yeah um so that's the uh yeah it's it's a quite a
0: heavy it's a heavy job then to get yeah it's not just a flippant
1: that's the hard bit the hard yeah. bit is all of that and do
0: you are long gone are the big um boards that you draw on because one of my um students is nora and she's architect as well is nora architect? uh nora no do i know nora thought you knew Nora, I thought she knew, sorry, Don't know. maybe not, sorry, she's, anyway, but we were talking about the drawing and that, like, do you still use the big boards, or are you
1: No, I, the last time on. I used those was when I worked in the practice in New Zealand, which was simultaneously about 10 years behind yeah. here, and also really advanced, because they were using BIM, 3D, the, you know, the 3D modelling okay. on a computer, on their big university projects, and a drawing board on their... Right. Residential ones. Uh, no, we do a lot of sketching. We use tracing paper and layer sketches over right. and over, but most of what we do is on the computer. Right. Uh, so it'll be PDFs of plans. We go out and, if if there isn't, aren't already drawings tomorrow morning, we're going out to do a survey for a new project where okay. we measure the whole thing up and draw it up so you have an existing set of drawings of what you've got. Even to see that, yeah. if you've not seen it for a client, is interesting to yeah. see your house translated into two dimensional drawn form. Super. Um, yeah and then yeah we'd put it out to tender to different builders You get your builder which isn't always necessarily the cheapest one but the one you get a good feel for Uh um, and build it brilliant
0: well thank you for sharing that is there a book you're reading at the minute it doesn't have to be related to architecture it can just be a book a novel anything
1: I have since February been a part of a really wonderful new local reading group with Great. lots of mums and different generations of people in Pelmont Bowling Club, just over the way. Yeah. Uh, so we, our current book is The Woman in the Window and Oh, someone else has talked
0: about that.
1: Maybe she's in the reading
0: group. Someone else has talked about that yeah. or someone, because maybe, maybe a friend and voice wanted me to tell me. Yeah, Woman in the Window, definitely heard yeah.
1: of Okay. So we're meeting next Thursday evening to discuss Great. that over... A glass or two of wine.
0: Isn't it Wonder. great? I, I love reading, and I, I, at the minute, I'm um, taking a long time over The Time Traveller's Wife. Oh, um, old book. it's a very odd book, yeah, but it's um, taken far too long over because actually, I like momentum with the book, but oh, yeah. I dipped back into it last night. I right? feel
1: like you were reading that. Last time we spoke about it, like have you read? No, maybe not. Hopefully, not. I started reading it in August, but like right, maybe,
0: maybe, maybe, maybe I picked it up again. And um, um, I, I was really... reading The Goldfinch, which I loved. Oh, I it told you brilliant. about it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. love that book. Um, it's brilliant escapism reading. It is. And just, I think there's something about physical books that are yep, beautiful. Definitely. Yep. Um, and just the last thing, uh, thank you for honestly, it's I love hearing about it. I think that's why I'm just keeping these going because it's so cool to be able to listen to how your day is different from mine, <laughs> uh, which we know anyway, that there's similarities with the getting people out in the morning, small children uh-huh, yeah. but have you a quote or a word or something that you live by that you just keep going back to that you'd like to share?
1: There's one I've been thinking about recently and it's from a poem by Argentinian writer Borges okay. um who it's a poem called the art of poetry well, it was in Spanish initially so it's Arte poetica but it translated into English there's a really nice line in that it's all about art it's not just poetry it's yeah. but all kinds of art and we could say architecture too and he talks about how so I've been thinking about my work it's not about the big grand gesture or the big showy thing yeah. you know I want my work to represent the people who are going to use it the space that it's in the context uh not be some kind of big punchy wow factor, yeah. you know. Um, and he talks about how... He's talking about um, Ulysses returning to Ithaca, and he says art is... Uh, am I going to remember it now? Oh, okay, um, good. sounds good. Like, basically, that it's... this, this it's, it's The verse of the poem is, they say that Ulysses, wearied of wonders, wept with love on seeing Ithaca, humble and green. Art is that Ithaca, a green eternity, not wonders.
0: Oh, beautiful. Thank you. That is gorgeous. Um, it's also been... Funny but cool. Watching you talk because you're one of my portraits in my female portraits. Yeah. So it's like your eyes just there. As you're like and then whenever they turn to the light in the picture that I worked on uh, from. They are so. Wet. It's nice to just gaze at your face. Now, oh,
1: thanks. So. <laughs> well, it's an honor to be one of your portraits oh, and good. one of your interviewees. So. Well, thank
0: you very much. And if people Pleasure. want to find you, where can they? Fine. Obviously, Instagram. Instagram studio
1: editor Ashling Rusk, and also we have a website, which is. Studioeditor.com.
0: Studioider.com and that's S-T-U-D-I-O-I-D-I-R.com Yep brilliant.
1: Well
0: thank you very much
1: Pleasure Nice talking mm-hmm.
0: to you Thank you for listening today Remember that you can subscribe and if you would like to leave a review that would be brilliant Also you can find me on AliHeart.com and all different social medias Thank you for listening and I will see you on the other side